Good morning. Good morning, good morning to all of you. And good morning to all of you out in the hallway. You're going to want to come in pretty soon to hear all this amazing music that we have for you. This is Spare Parts with Evan Kennedy Sadik on bass, Chris Paul on drums, Vance Bass on guitar and vocals, Tanya Hopkins on vocals and special effects, and I'm Susan Peck on keyboards and more vocals. We're going to start, we have a lot of really wonderful science-based songs today, but we're going to start with one of our all-time band favorites, Bring Em All In by Mike Scott.
Thank you. Thank you. We're going to get into our science songs. We're going to start off with a theme song from a show some of you may have watched back in the day, The Big Bang Theory. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state. Then nearly 14 billion years ago, expansion started. Wait! Two, three, four. The ants began to cool. The autotrophs began to drool. Neanderthals developed tools. We built a wall. We built the pyramids. Math, science, history, unraveling the mysteries that all started with the big bang. The dawn of man is really not that long as every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing the song. A fraction of a second of the elements. science theme, we have this wonderful song by They Might Be Giants.
scientists have found that the sun is a huge atom-crushing machine. The heat and light of the sun are caused by the nuclear reactions between hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, and helium. you to rise and body your spirit for the call to worship. At the beginning of time, a great silent fire, a furnace out of which came everything, a fire that filled the universe, that was the universe, an explosion of light. Every point of the cosmos all the particles of the universe churning, heat and pressure. All that now exists was there at the beginning. All that exists was once a great burning explosion of light. Just as we see this flame, we can see the light of that precious fireball, really. Glowing across time, from the beginning of time, from the beginning of the universe. One single energetic event. You and me and us, this building, the roadrunners, cactus and sandias, all a part of it, a part of a fire, the fire that filled the universe, that was the universe, an explosion of light. I invite you to sing with us. The words are up there, projected with light on our walls, where do we come from? Where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going?
do we come from indeed? You may be seated. According to today's science, we come from a very large bang. Was that the beginning? We think so. But what was before that? Is it just that we can't see beyond that yet? Where do we come from? That one big bang was more explosion than we will ever be able to truly comprehend. And it didn't just move through air as we might currently picture, but it moved through nothing, creating and stretching and creating the universe as it moved. In that one big bang, atoms, energy, forces like gravity each formed. It's almost too enormous and mind-boggling of an occurrence to fully grasp. What was before? How did we arrive here? Here? Welcome to this community where we have the space to explore big questions together, where it doesn't matter where we are learning, where we are in our learning and growth, because we come to do this together in community. And we can also invite each other in for further learning. And speaking of which, Susan, we need to talk about the lyrics of the one song after I finish this welcome. Say what? And Kristen. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you about the ritual we're going to do later. Oh? Uh, you're having us use plastic bags. And it's, and it's a service about reverence for the universe, which includes our Earth. I know. That was a mistake. I wish I'd made a different choice. Yeah. Thank goodness we're all still evolving. Yeah. <laughs> All of us, whether you've already evolved or have growth to do, whether you're younger and have found your way up here to the playground or are watching us via live streaming electrons in the family room, or whether you've lived a full life and still can't fully grasp all this science. You are so very welcome here. Shortly after the Big Bang, actually about 200, mil 200 million years later, but who's counting, the hydrogen and helium that was created during that Big Bang, which had expanded and cooled, began to clump together. As those clumps grew, the gravitational forces bringing them together grew stronger, compressing the clumps and heating them all back up again until nuclear reactions started occurring and stars and galaxies began forming. Imagine this with me. Today, it is believed that there are about 100 billion stars in a typical galaxy and a hundred billion galaxies in the universe. Let's say that again. 
If you go outside tonight and you look up at the plethora of stars that you can see in our galaxy, you are looking at one of a hundred billion skies like that. 10 sextillion stars in our universe. If you're counting. I'm counting. And just one of those stars, which has been called an average-sized star, became our sun. All that dust and gas were swirling around out there, helium, hydrogen, and some other stuff that had been blasted out of the older dying stars. A cloud of particles that eventually flattened into a pancake. You still with me? In the center of that pancake, a young ball of hydrogen and helium, a protostar. This wasn't our sun yet. In fact, it took tens of millions of years for the fusion necessary for our sun to form. And speaking of that, Susan, you're an amazing music director, but the, the song about our song, our son that y'all sang during the prelude, they might be giants. Uh, they might be wrong. The sun is not a mass of incandescent gas. Uh-huh. It's not a mass. What? Of incandescent gas. What are you talking about? It's too hot for gas. It's plasma. Can you rework that? Rework it. If you would, please. In the name of science. Rework it. Change the words to a They Might Be Giant song. I'm sure they won't mind. I, I think it might be one. Let's try it. Two, three,
solar dust cloud, y'all. Dust swirling around. That's what created our sun. Can we just sit with that for a minute? As the outer layer of dust started cooling, it started forming particles of metal and rock. Gravity and movement and heat and light, these particles became planets and moons and meteors. They bounced around, pieces broke off, they merged and collided. And somewhere in that swirling and chaos, Earth formed. Billions of years ago, after what had already been billions of years of seemingly random unfoldings, a planet formed from the collapse of a solar nebula, Earth. It's a truly miraculous thing. In the hustle and bustle of our daily lives, it helps to remember the mystery and wonder of the creation of all of this life. A massive explosion, heat and light, elements and particles and lots of movement, the right things happening at just the right time to lead to the birth of planets and a particular planet we've named Earth. A miracle or science or both and all. Let us spend a few moments of silence in awe of this spinning planet. As we revel in the beauty of our universe and of this earth, we offer gratitude for all of those who help us make it through our days, for all those we travel this journey with, a journey that is challenging and heartbreaking and beautiful and real. At the sound of this chime, I invite you to say aloud the names of some of those who are on this earth journey with you.
To these names, we add Jules Wilson's grandmother, Mary Jane Chandos, who died on May 9th. Jules, thank you for all you do in our community. And we wrap you and your family in love as you process her passing. And we offer care and love to our Director of Religious Education, Mia Norin, who was integral to the planning of today's service, but wasn't able to be with us today for health reasons. We lift up all these people and places and cares to the great powers of healing and renewal known by many names on this beautiful earth. I offer the words of Carl Sagan to close our prayer. He said this about our earth. Look at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, every human being who ever was, the aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on a moat of dust suspended in a sunbeam. May we be inspired to bring beauty. Amen. And may beauty be with you. Okay, if you thought the first 10 billion years was nuts, hold on to your seats. 10 billion years, and we've only just gotten to the Earth, and we're 10 billion years into our understanding of the universe. So we pick up the story here in this solar system. Earth has formed, and the next piece of this journey is that life as we know it begins. After Earth formed, it began cooling. The atmosphere of Earth started getting steamy. Picture after a shower, but much more so. And that water began condensing. And this led to the first rainfall. And it rained a lot. Not just a couple days of it, thousands of years. Can you picture that? Thousands of years. And over time, this rainfall created rivers and eventually our oceans. That's a lot of rain. And somewhere, possibly due to lightning, the building blocks of amino acids and proteins formed. And we've been able to recreate similar conditions in labs, so we're pretty sure that that's how it happened. 
But the jump from those amino acids and proteins to RNA and DNA is still a mystery. Once that leap was made, though, instantaneous changes, geologically speaking, occurred. Blue-green algae mixed with the energy from the sun, oxygen, and life unfolded. Out of the randomness of this new planet, microscopic life. And over the years, bacteria, algae, jellyfish, soon the oceans were full of life. The trilobites, the shellfish, the fish and sharks, the insects, they raced together in an expansion of life that remains unparalleled to this day. And when all those things reached land, they learned that plants had already arrived hundreds of millions of years earlier, transforming bare rock into sustaining soil. Life diversified on land. Amphibians, proto-reptiles, proto-mammals, dinosaurs, birds, and flowers emerged. Flowers that are the ancestors to what we eat today, what sustains us today. And then extinctions on land and in the sea allowed new life to flourish. And 100,000 years ago, early humans emerged on the plains of Africa. In 1969, the first astronauts set foot on the moon. And for the first time, they could look back on the Earth from space. And humanity, with new tools and resources, could look back towards the beginning of time itself. And thus ends our telling of this sacred story. The scientific story of the creation of the cosmos is for many a sacred story. It's a story as awe-inspiring and spiritual as any other sacred text. The mystery, the improbability, the vastness, the continuous search for truth, this is the stuff of religion, especially for Unitarian Universalists. This month, we've been exploring creation stories told from different perspectives. And like all creation stories, today's lens, through the current scientific truth as we know it, has believers and skeptics. Which is understandable because inherent in this story 
is also a tale of continuous learning and relearning. It's really a story still unfolding. Like our song today, we learned the sun isn't a mass of incandescent gas. It's a miasma of plasma. And you don't need to tell Pluto or a brontosaurus about how our understanding of things changes. Despite our collective knowledge, there are still many questions we're trying to answer. Like, what was before the Big Bang? And what's beyond our universe? Every day, scientists with new worldviews and new knowledge and powerful new tools are testing things like that primordial soup theory. Because how did the building blocks of life seemingly spontaneously coalesce in all the right ways to form life. It's a big unsolved mystery. How did life start? We really don't know. Unlike other creation myths, this story is always being written. We are still expanding and we are still evolving, personally, collectively, and even the universe as a whole. In many ways, we are an ongoing continuation of the Big Bang. This incredible creation story can be hard for our conscious minds to fully comprehend. And so in offering this story today in a church, you're invited to take in this story as a sacred one. Science and our rational brains will continue to uncover new research and facts, and much will always be a mystery. But today, you are invited to honor this story at a spiritual level, and to make space in each day to revel in the awe-inspiring unknowing. It feels like after learning this scientific ex explanation that we've shared today, in school or through occasional news headlines, we rarely get opportunities to think about the magnitude of this story or to give ourselves the space to just bask in the enormous chain of random events that made it possible for us to be alive right now. And so today we are going to create a tool for remembering to connect to our sacred story more regularly. People of many cultures and religious traditions have used beads for prayer for centuries. The word bead actually came from an old English word meaning to pray. Beads have a repetitive quality, like a mantra, and they serve as a tangible reminder of our prayers. Prayer beads have long served as a tool for giving attention and intention to our prayers, to embody our prayers. So in a moment, you'll be invited to collect your own prayer beads. The beads have been selected to represent milestones along the cosmic unfolding that we are paying tribute to today. As you collect each bead, each representing an ancient sacred event that led us to this point in time, I invite you to revel 
in the wonder of it all. To focus on physically connecting with each representation of our past and to sit with the mystery of this story. Where did we come from? Where are we going? We'll be adding the beads to a bag, yes. And after the service, you'll have the opportunity to string them if you wish. You'll gather 10 beads, and we could have, of course, picked hundreds of events. It was hard to pick just a few. Starting with the Big Bang, you'll collect eight beads representing events that we've described today. The ninth bead will represent something that happened in your own life that marked a transformative moment in your personal unfolding. So I invite us all just for a moment to take some silence to think about what that ninth bead will represent for you. The last bead, the tenth bead, is a shining, clear, crystal bead. It represents our unknown futures. No matter what has happened in that ancient and miraculous past, the future is still unknown and to be created. We have three stations, two at the front and one at the back of the sanctuary. Each begins on your left, and you can find your way to the one that feels most accessible to you. And ushers have beads already in bags if you need. So if you feel like you won't be comfortable coming up to one of our stations, just raise your hand and the ushers will bring them to you. And you're invited to move down the line in silence and with reverence as we create tools that will remind us of our sacred place in this ancient lineage. I invite you to move through the line quickly so that we have time for everyone and also to choose your beads with love, knowing that each represents a much larger connection to the mysterious. So no matter how you experience this ritual, you're invited to move through it with care and intention and reverence. Let us begin.
might seem like you and I don't make much a difference in the course of a 14 billion year universe. Just a blip. But man, we're a blip. <laughs> it's that much more miraculous and you might not feel like a small contribution can make a whole lot of difference in the grand scheme of the church. But just as we take comfort in our own particular minuteness within a universe that old, that big, we can be secure in the smallness of our gifts, in awe of the vastness of the work of justice and equity for the planet and its people, and comforted by an encompassing spirit of love. Our change for the future partner this month is Seed to Need, a nonprofit growing fresh fruits and vegetables for a donation to local food pantries. Their contributions have exceeded 725,000 pounds since 2008. You can donate to Seed to Need by dropping loose change in the basket or by using the envelope on the back of the chair, writing CFF on the envelope. We come to this moment, and like that first, it contains every possible world within it. We will now take the offering. This is a song you can sing along to if you like. One of the things that made us choose this song is the line, the mystery from whence we came. Just for this song, let's give it a name. So your part will be to answer me when I sing. What if love? What if love? What if love? What if love? What if love is all it was? Science has revealed at last what happened in the distant past. Back
on behalf of this congregation and be behalf of Seed to Need, thank you for your generosity and thank you, ushers. After the service today, our regular chat tables will be transformed into chat and string beads tables. If you are interested in informal discussions about today's service or in stringing beads into a more typical prayer strand, you're invited to join us at the chat tables. They'll have all the supplies you need. We've had a couple questions about the West End parking lot after Reverend Bob shared last week that they'll be adding a fence to the lot. We don't expect anything to change about our parking situation, so don't worry. You can still park there, and in fact, the project has been delayed, so it won't begin for at least a few more weeks. If you're looking for ways to connect with others and feel part of something bigger than yourself in our extra-large congregation, serving on a Sunday team is a great way to get started. Like to chat? Try the welcome table or greeter team. Organization your thing? Help the sanctuary set up. Want to hold a basket on a stick? Be an usher. Handy in the kitchen? Coffee crew could use your skills. Prefer hiding behind the scenes? Check out the tech team. Or you can volunteer in RE. <laughs> the time commitment is one Sunday a month or less, especially when more people get involved. Visit. Lara Magnuson at the Member Connections table today to sign up. On June 4th, we will have a very special service. Kristen and the other ministers will lead in a UU tradition called the Flower Communion or Ceremony. This year is the 100th anniversary of this special celebration, and we are excited to join UUs around the world in honoring this day. Please bring a flower of any kind from your garden, from the store, from the farmer's market, to the service that day, where we'll be gathered with all the unique flowers in this special ritual. And if you're interested in bringing a few extra flowers so that our visitors that day are able to participate. We greatly appreciate it. Pride Weekend is coming up June 10 to 11. Want to help First Unitarian plan the parade entry and information booth? Come to our planning meeting after worship services at 12.15 p.m. in the La Amoka Joe room. Pizza provided. 12.15. 12.15, La McCoy, uh, across the courtyard. Pizza provided. And we hope you'll feel warmly welcome to participate in any and all the many offerings that help connect our community. Speaking of community, we love having newcomers each week. Are there any newcomers here today that would feel comfortable raising your hands so that we can greet you with applause? Yeah! Welcome, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> Before I do this last piece, I just wanna offer some gratitudes today. This is a big service, it's a different kind of thing. 
thank you to people like Blake and this amazing band that just plays unending during a ritual. <laughs> and all of our many volunteers that helped make our ritual tables and do all the other things that help make a service like this happen. I invite you to rise in body or spirit and to hold in your palms your small bag of beads. If you don't have beads, you're invited to hold open your palms together anyway. And you can imagine each of your fingers as one of the milestone events in our long history. The existence of all time and all space, from a massive explosion to the busyness of our days to an unknown future, whether we have decades or days before us. An ancient story held in the palm of our hands. May this be a symbol of our place in a history 14 billion years in the making. May it remind us of all that is sacred. May it remind us of all that is unknown, of all that is still to be learned and relearned, of the great and continuous unfolding. Some like to offer a prayer, a, a mantra as they pray with beads. And so I offer you this. May I be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. In the days going forward, as you hold this story in your hands, perhaps meditating on it and moving your fingers along each bead, I invite you to repeat that mantra. Will you repeat after me now? May I be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. May I be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. May we be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. May we be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. May it be so. I invite you to join us in singing a new song. This is from Songs for the Great Turning, which is a concept by Joanna Macy. And the words are gonna be up there in front, I believe. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're working on him. But as Tanya sings the first verse, you will hear the melody, it's gonna be a melody that sounds like a hundred other folk songs you've ever sung, so you'll pick it up. And if we don't get the front projector working for some reason, the words are on the back wall too, so. <coughs> so Tanya will lead the first verse. Let us sing this song for the turning of the world that we may turn as one with every voice with every song we will move this world along and our lives will feel the echo of our we've turning. got it up front now with every Every song, we will move this world along, and our 
May we never lose sight of the miracle of our existence. May we be a blessing in this continuous unfolding web. Go in peace. Our whole universe was in a hot state. 14 million years ago, expansion started. Wait! Two, three, four, the earth began to cool, the undertrope began to drool, the endothome developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramid! Thank you all so much. We're going to be here all week.